Welcome to MTZ Overflow Podcast. In this sermon episode, Reverend Dr. Marcus Allen is preaching from the title, Standing on the Shoulders of Giants, in the sermon series, Legacy Appreciation, Standing on Shoulders. We're glad you're here. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. You can keep your seats. I'm going to read just a small portion of it. Amen. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. It says, Therefore... We also, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses. I want to preach from today, standing on the shoulders of giants, standing on the shoulders of giants. Carter G. Woodson was an African-American historian, author, and educator who is often referred to as the father of black history. In 1912, he became the second person to graduate from Harvard University with a PhD in history. Dr. Woodson was intentional in discovering means and avenues where black people could remember and reflect on the history of black people in this nation. In 1926, Dr. Woodson and his organization initiated Negro History Week. This annual observance was designed to celebrate and recognize the contributions of African Americans in the history and culture of this nation. And I am convinced that black history is American history. No matter how much people attempt to eradicate or destroy the contributions that black folks have made to this nation, America would not be America without the free labor of slaves. The intuitive inventions of black people and the resilience black people have displayed in this country in the face of racism, hate, and brutality simply because of the color of their skin. Some have suggested that Dr. Woodson wanted to celebrate in February because of the birthdays of Abraham Lincoln and Frederick Douglass. Dr. Woodson was often challenged by racism and prejudice for wanting a time each year to celebrate the history of black Americans. Many resisted the idea of celebrating African American history and they, because it challenged the prevailing racist narratives and stereotypes that black people are only dumb and dangerous. However, our history will show how brilliant, intelligent, and intuitive we had to be to thrive in this nation with limited resources and funds. Despite these challenges, Dr. Wilson and organizations like the Association for the Study of Negro Life and history persisted. They worked tirelessly to raise awareness, gathered historical materials, and promoted the importance of recognizing and celebrating African-American history in this country. In his message, Recognizing Black History Month in 1976, President Ford stated, we are fortunate to have citizens of African descent contributing to the greatness of our nation. They are playing a leading role in every field of of endeavor, and every American can be proud of their achievements. The observance uh, is also an opportunity for all Americans 
to become acquainted with the history of black Americans and thereby gain fuller understanding of their heritage. This understanding of how this month came into existence should motivate all of us to learn and discover as much as we can about, about black history. Due to our ancestors being stolen from Africa and treated as property in this nation, we have limited records about the influence black people have had on this nation. But the names that we have should let us know that we stand on some strong shoulders of giants. Names like W.E.B. DuBose, a historian, civil rights activist, and co-founder of the NAACP. Names like Harriet Tubman, an escaped slave who became the conductor of the Underground Railroad, helping other slaves escape to freedom. And she's quoted, staying, quoted saying, she would have saved more slaves if they knew that they were slaves. <clears throat> Thurgood Marshall, the first African-American Supreme Court Justice. Marshall played a crucial role in the legal battle against racial segregation, including the landmark case of Brown versus Board of Education. Shirley Chisholm, who was a trailblazer in politics and later became the first African-American woman to run for a major party's presidential nomination. We have some strong shoulders we are standing on. We have black folks who led in the civil rights movement during a time when their homes and churches were being bombed, businesses being burned, and family members being lynched just for requesting, requesting fair rights and equality. It brings tears to my eyes to think that now many are forfeiting these rights that so many died for, shed blood for, and tears and sweat just for us to have rights that they would not experience on their own. It hurts my heart when black people refuse to vote, suggesting that their vote doesn't matter when freedom riders and buses were killed and bombed for helping people register to vote, and now we're not challenged with this at all. I don't care if Mickey Mouse versus Donald Dump is on the ballot, I'm going to vote. I wish I had a witness here. It is beyond me. It's beyond me and my understanding today that so many have decided to settle for the little crumbs that has been given to us and not attempt to achieve more when people had nothing but tried their best to become the greatest in every area of life. They became lawyers and doctors and business owners. And now if we ask our kids what they want to be when they grow up, all they know is the entertainment business of the NBA, the NFL, or being a rapper. It even pains me that most uh, black uh, Christian leaders paved the way for our freedoms. But now so many suggest that they don't need the church when the church was the place that educated our children in the history of our people. The church was the hub for the meetings and the financial support for the civil rights movement. The church was the business incubator for entrepreneurs. The church is where the, uh, the first historical black college was formed in the basement of an AME church. And thank God for the leaders in the churches who assisted in helping black Americans achieve their goals and their dreams here in this country. And because of this, I am convinced then more than ever before, the church's voice must be louder than any other voice. And if the church forgets that it stands on the shoulders of slave preachers 
who did not know how to read but had the Holy Ghost that helped them interpret the Bible and give slaves hope in the midst of brutality and torture. Thank God for churches who were established in bush or hush harbors in the middle of the woods with no building, no instrument. All they had was foot stumping and hand clapping, worshiping God in open space. Let, let us remember the church that sold chicken dinners and fish and spaghetti plates to help the least and the less fortunate. Let us not forget the pastors who have to stand in the pulpit and preach the gospel of Jesus Christ on Sunday mornings but march in the streets for equality throughout the week. I am thankful for the black church that has elevated the black community but has now been forsaken because many have forgotten the history of our leaders and the value of our faith. We are here today because of the shoulders in which we stand on. So the question might be asked, why is it important to know whose shoulders we're standing on? Why is that important to know? We need to know whose shoulders we're standing on because their faith strengthens our faith. Their faith strengthens our faith. Hebrews chapter 11 is considered the hall of fame of faith. The writer of Hebrews defines what faith is. It is the substance of things hoped for. And it is the evidence of things not seen. In that 11th chapter, the writer begins to give vivid examples of what faith looks like in action. By faith, the world was formed by the, word, the commands of God. By faith, Abel offered up a sacrifice. By faith, Enoch walked with the Lord. By faith, Noah built the ark when he had never seen rain. The writer informs us miracles happen because of faith. I wish I had a witness here that could testify that, that, that it's because of faith I'm here right now. Because matter of fact, it could have been the other way. Matter of fact, it should have been the other way. But because I kept the faith, God allowed me to be here right now. The writer suggests that these witnesses who have already run the race of life won because of faith. So he tells us, since we have this great cloud of witnesses, let us run our own race. These witnesses are not supernatural beings. They're not angels in heaven, but these witnesses are, were flesh and blood like you and me. But grace exceedingly abounded in their lives. And because they kept the faith, because they fought the good fight, and because they finished the race, they can now stand on the sideline as witnesses. I wish I had a witness here. The writer notifies us that when we step on the track of life, we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. A witness is one who, was, who has information or knowledge of something and consequently can bring to light or confirm something. The witnesses in the text can confirm that the Lord is good. I wish I had a witness here so they can tell us don't be discouraged on the track of life uh, because you're not the only one they talked about. <clears throat> you're, you're not the only one people has misused. Uh, you're not the only one that people have scandalized their name. You're not the only one uh, 
that people hated or experienced some type of loss. But thank be to God, we have some witnesses uh, that can testify about God's amazing grace. Uh, Congressman John Lewis can testify, a civil rights leader who was key figure in the fight for the voting rights inequality. <coughs> Ruby Bridges can testify for being the first black child to attend an all-white school in the South. Ruby symbolizes the struggle against racial segregation and integration of schools, but she also shows us how to be fierce with tenacity and fortitude in the face of people who hate you. Madam C.J. Walker can testify about the goodness of God because she was one of the first self-made African-American female male millionaires in the United States and a pioneer in the field of hair care and beauty for black people, not the people we see in our stores now. <laughs> we have allowed too many people to get rich off what we need. We have witnesses. And since we have witnesses, we are to run this race that is set before us. So the question is, why is it important to know whose shoulders we're standing on? It's because their faith strengthens our faith, but also because their pride should make us proud. Their pride should make us proud. We are to run this race of life because of the crowd that is watching us run. When we know we have a supportive audience, it makes us perform just a little bit better. Was I had a witness here? When you know someone that you admire is watching you, you perform just a little bit better. When you know your mama or your daddy are in the stands, when you are performing on the field or on the stage, it makes you feel a little more comfort, but it makes you also a little bit bold because you understand if nobody else cheers for me, I wish I had a witness, I got somebody out there who is here just for me. I don't know, I like it when I travel. I don't care if my mama with me, I don't need no other amens. I wish I had a witness because my mama gonna let you y'all know that's my son because all you gonna hear is preach son and that's alright with me because I know I got somebody on my team and because of her pride I'm proud yeah yeah you see pride is a powerful emotion Proverbs 16 and 18 suggests that pride comes before destruction but this emotion has negative and positive ways of being expressed Pride can lead to arrogance uh, it, when you think you are better than everyone else and look down on others because they don't look like you. Pride can make you resistant to change because you may assume that your way is the only way. Pride can lead to prejudice because you discriminate against others because they are not like you. But pride can also be a positive where it allows you to have high self-esteem. Because when you believe in yourself, you will take pride in what you're doing. Pride also allows you to celebrate your accomplishments and not allow you to be satisfied with what's in front of you and then try to achieve more. Pride will, take, will have you taking care of your little. 
that you have and being thankful that God given you something. I wish I had a witness here. I wish I had a witness say I may not have a Benz but I got a car to get me from A to B and just because I don't have a Benz don't mean my car has to be dirty and nasty. Yeah, I'm going to take it through the drive through get it washed anytime I can because this is something that God has given me and I'm proud of it. You know, people, they try to demean what you have when they put little on the front of it. We'll see you with your little car. We'll see you with your little house. We'll see you got your little boyfriend, your little girlfriend. They, they, they try to demean the value of what you had. Yeah, it's little, but it's mine. I wish I had a witness here. It's little, but God gave it to me, and I'm going to take care of what I have right now until God gives me something better. The writer says, since we have the crowd watching us remove the things uh, that will cause us to fall while we run this race, but run this race with endurance. We ought to resist proud and negative sense and take off everything that hinders us from running the race God has placed before us. And I'm certain, my brothers and sisters, that there is a such thing as systemic racism in this country. There are systems that have been created to continue to ensnare and keep black people oppressed from running this race effectively. The criminal justice system arrests, sentences, and incarcerates blacks and Hispanics at a higher rate than our white brothers and sisters. Each time I visit the juvenile detention center, the majority of the kids are black young boys. And this happens because of racial profiling and the over-policing of of our communities. The housing system is littered with systemic racism. It was a time when the federal government led programs that labeled certain areas in the city as dangerous and secluded those areas of living for black folks and on maps they used red markers that outlined where black people can live and where they cannot live. But thank God for the giant of Dr. Martin Luther King who fought for fair housing and was against housing discrimination that allowed the signing of the Fair Housing Act in 1968. But now to this day, even as early, late as 2015 and 16, banks were sued because they were not giving black people loans or, or they were giving us loans at higher interest rates than other people, attempting to create a wider gap between the wealthy and the poor. Yes, there are systems designed to cause us to fall, but we need to have enough pride not to fall into these systems. I wish I had a witness. We need to have enough intellectual ability and fortitude to say no matter what you put in front of me, I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to keep on pushing. I'm going to keep on trying. You may deny me right now, but you're going to have to say yes one of these times. Is there anybody in here that could testify I got to get what God wants from me. I can't settle for what I'm going through, but I need God's grace on my line. We are to run this race with endurance. This means no matter what happens in your life, keep on running. Yes, yes. Run with endurance means that life is not a sprint, but it's a long distance race. And somebody in here may say, I want to go back to school, but I don't have a degree. Get your GED. And after you get your GED, go over to MATC and get your associate's degree. 
And if you don't like an associate degree, get you a trade or a license or in something. And then go on over to the university and get your bachelor's degree. Keep on going until you get what you set out to do. Don't allow no one or nothing to stop you from running this race. You have to run with endurance. Can I tell you something? When you run, you always want to quit. I don't know about y'all, but I'm talking about me. If I get on the track and I start running, when I first start running, I want to quit. Amen. I want to give up. I want to let that thing go because running can be painful. You can't breathe sometimes. Your side begins to hurt. You begin to get cramps at the bottom of your feet, cramps in your side. Your head begins to spin. But, 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 but when you finish the race, I wish I had a witness, you may be tired and exhausted, but you'll begin to see the benefits of staying on the track because when you stay on the track, you may not like it. It may not feel good. But if you keep on running, those lungs begin to open up a little bit longer. You begin to run longer than what you were before. Your legs begin to get a little stronger. I wish I had a witness here. My thighs hurt right now from working out. But I'm so glad, my brothers and sisters, that if you stay on the track, it, you can only get better. Run with endurance. It's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Why is it important to know whose shoulders we're standing on? It's because faith strengthens our faith. Because of their pride, we are to be proud. And finally, their example should make us better. Amen. Um, um, I'm not good at drawing. Um, but, but if you allow me to sketch something... I'll get it done, which means somebody else draw a picture. I put a piece of paper on top of it and trace the line. <laughs> I don't have a good free hand. I wish I had a witness here. But, but, but it, it, it ah, thank you, Jesus. But if someone give me an example, I got I can take that blank sheet of paper and put it on top and trace it out and it'll look just like the original because I was able to follow the example. I'm not a good cook. I'm not a good baker, but if you give me an example on YouTube, I wish I had a witness, just let me see how you doing it. And if I can see how somebody else did it before I try to do it, it'll make me look like I wish I had a witness. Uh, like I know what I'm doing, but all I've been doing is following di directions. Can I help you today? That's all God wants us to do. He don't want us to be uh, something extraordinary outside of who he's called us to be but all he wants you to do is follow the directions and what are the directions the direction says trust in the Lord with all your heart lean not to your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths what does the right direction say the direction says if God be for us then who can be against us the direction says enter into his gates with thanksgiving and to his courts with praise be thankful unto him and bless his name for the Lord is good.
and his mercies endure forever. What do the directions say? The direction says uh, when you get through the valley uh, and you see the shadow of death, uh, you don't have to fear no evil because the Lord is with you. Uh, the Lord is my rock. Uh, in and in the time of trouble, the Lord is my shield. The Lord is a way out of no way. I don't need much. Just give me some directions. Jesus is our example. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the names of the leaders that we've called out. I'm thankful for the leaders who have set in president, even in our community, even those who are in our church now, who have set ways for us, who have become witnesses of what God can do. But Jesus is the example for the Christian, I wish I had a witness here. Here the writer stops talking about us and he begins to talk about Jesus. He instructs us on the way we are, are, are going to complete the race. We must look at the example that Jesus was for us. The writer is telling us today that when you want to quit and when you want to give up on the race, uh, go back and read the Gospels. Uh, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John uh, and read the story of how Jesus ran his race. Oh, I ain't feel it, but I feel it now. How he ran his race. You will find out that Jesus is the author and the finisher of our faith. This is a picture of someone who allows you to enter the race. But it's also the picture of someone who rewards you after you finish the race. He's the author, which means you cannot start the race. Uh, unless you go through the author of the race. Uh, the Bible says, uh, I am the way the truth and the life no one comes to the father except through me he's standing at the start of the race but the bible also says he is the finisher which means he's at the end of the race so if you start with Jesus you are also finished with Jesus if you start with the Lord make sure you end with the Lord he's the finisher of my faith so when I get to the finish line. He has a crown that's waiting for me. Jesus is the example because when he came to earth he understood the outcome of the race at the outset of the race. He understood that he'll be despised and rejected. A man of sorrow who'll be acquainted with grief. He understood when he was nailing boards and wood in his daddy's workshop that one day some nails will go through his hand but thanks be to God he kept on running have I got one witness that could testify Jesus he kept on running he kept on running when Peter denied him when Judas betrayed him when they sent him to jail he kept on running when the crowd shouted to crucify Jesus and give us Barabbas, he kept on running. When they nailed his hands and they nailed his feet, put a crown of thorns on his head, he kept on running. When he died, 
on that old rugged cross for your sins and mine. He kept on running Friday night, Saturday night, but early Sunday morning he got up with all power in his hands. Won't he do it? Won't he walk with you? Won't he talk with you? I dare you today to tell yourself, keep on running. Money a little funny. Change a little strange. But keep on running. Don't know which way to go. Don't know who to turn to. But keep on running. Keep on running. Keep on running, keep on running, don't give up, stay in the fight, hold on, just a little while longer, I promise you, God will, God will, he'll turn it around, won't he do it, hold on, to God's unchanging hand, yeah. Thank you for joining us. We're so happy that you're here. Please continue to connect with Mount Zion Baptist Church on our Facebook page, YouTube channel, and our website, mtzlife.com. We continually put out new content, so be on the lookout and turn those notifications on. Looking forward to seeing you back here soon. Have a blessed day.